Guys, I bricked my car. <laughs> you you broke your Tesla? You yes. Ricked, you ricked it? I bricked it. Were you, were you oh, in you, control? You bricked it. So uh, a Tesla actually has two batteries in it. It has the giant battery on the bottom for the car itself. Then it has a little normal kind of car 12-volt uh, battery mm -hmm. that it uses to power the onboard computer. Yeah, yeah my 12-volt battery died during an update last night. So oh, it, no. Yes. So uh, it's in a bad state. Like, I had a tow truck come out, and they couldn't even tow the car because they couldn't put it into tow mode. So they couldn't drag it out of my garage, kicking and screaming. <laughs> like... I want to feel like I live in the future, but like there are so many like just dumb things about like like Teslas. Like supposedly like like the doors lock. Like if if you were in the car and you were stuck in one of those Tesla tubes and then the battery just died, you'd, you'd be like stuck in the Tesla tube forever. You'd be like a Tesla tube mummy. It's horrible. Tesla like, tube everything... mummy? Yeah, you don't know you don't know what Tesla tube, whatever the dig company thing. Like you don't know about the, the boring Tesla tube. The hyperloop. Yeah. The hyperloop. Yeah. The hyperloop. Just using words. It is literally just a tube. Have you seen the Hyperloop? Yeah, it's a vacuum tube. It's a series it's a of tube. tubes. It is literally a tube for the car to go drive through. I'm, <laughs> I'm not giving it any cool names. It's the car tube. It's the Tesla tube. You're saying That's it's totally it tubular, dude? If you want to consider it to a sewer, yes. Totally <laughs> tubular. Cowabunga. Time's up. Let's do this. I'm ready. I'm not ready. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Wednesday, May 26th, 2021. And we're your hosts, Sonobot, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, gentlemen. gentlemen. Correct. And this, dear listener, is Quest 141. Why is Castlevania 3 so awesome? There's three Castlevanias. I didn't know there was a third one. Really, there's a lot of castle. There's way more than three castles. What is wrong with you? Have you guys ever played video games? Do you know video games? I thought it was just the one. Do you even video game? Maybe the two. Occasionally. I have, I've been known to dabble in the video games, but... Uh, so, okay, we couldn't review uh, Netflix Castlevania Season 4 because one slacker on this cast has only watched I, half I don't the episodes. Mind, I don't mind getting spoiled. I really don't. Oh, Jesus Christ. There were a lot. <laughs> uh, so instead, I thought we could do the next best thing how, and talk about the game. Most, okay, we'll just answer one question. How okay. are there more spoilers than, like, monsters exploding? Like, because that's, that's what, what we're, we're there for, right? I mean, Anyways. yes. It's awesome. I don't even tell right. you. Spoilers, it's awesome. Um, I, I, like I said, I'm cool with the spoilers, so just throwing that out there. Uh, so yes, I, I made a list. Now, this is an all-original listicle. I did not go steal a listicle from IGN or Metacritic. This is all-original. Uh, top 10 reasons or things that are awesome about Castlevania 3 slash why you should go play it today. How, how can I play this game? Because I feel like... I don't know where this game lives. Well, I don't even know what really, system it's on. I am what so glad you on? asked because you just brought in number ten. You can play this game fucking anywhere. So I have, uh, have my little list here. Hold on, I'm getting the list. Jeez. <laughs> so you can play this on. <clears throat> ready? 3DS okay. Virtual Console, NES slash Famicom, mobile phones, Wii Virtual Console, Wii U Virtual Console, PlayStation 4 on the Cap uh, Capcom fifth blah, 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 Konami 50th Anniversary Collection, Xbox One on the Konami 50th Anniversary Collection, PC on the Konami 50th Anniversary Collection, or on the Nintendo Switch on the Konami 
50th anniversary collection. That is nine ways to play. If you include backwards compatibility, it's even more than nine. If you include emulators, you can play it on fucking anything. Why are you not playing this game? So I could I could go grab my Switch right now and go download it? Yeah, you could. Okay. And uh, Limited Run right Games did a physical release of the uh, the Castlevania Collector's Edition, which 1. I ordered. 1.5 gigabytes? How is it so massive? Uh, one, they're very horribly inefficient with their compression. And two, <laughs> it, it's a collection of games. Castlevania 3 is just 20 kilobytes of that. <laughs> so, like, some number of gigabytes. Kid Dracula? Hell yeah. The second appearance of Alucard. Uh, spoilers for later in the, on the list, there may be a first appearance of Alucard in a certain Castlevania game we might be discussing tonight. So if either of you right. played uh, Castlevania 3? I, I can go grab my Switch right now and buy it. <laughs> I mean, you should. Konami needs your money. They can't make they can't make all their money off those poor uh, Plinko machines, Plaquetto machines, Pachinko machines. Those are the ones. Pachinkos. Zach, have you ever played this game? I don't know. I hate you both. Like, I, I, can, I, can, I, can I pause it and go grab my Switch? By all means. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'll be right back. I'm going to meet you. Zach, should you also go grab your Switch? And we, can we all spend $15 on the collection today to play during the podcast? I mean, was this the same one that was on the C64? Uh, no, I don't believe so. So um, the original Castlevania was, air quotes, ported. It was actually like remade for a bunch of different consoles. Maybe the C64 had an arcade version. It had a bunch of different versions that weren't just straight up ports. They were like weird alternative versions of Castlevania, the original. Uh, mm-hmm. Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, as well as Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, are for the Nintendo Famicom and, you know, Super Nintendo, or sorry, not Super Nintendo, Nintendo Entertainment System. I Only, see. as far as I know. I see. Do-do-do. Yeah, I mean, probably not. I never really had a Nintendo. Shame. So, I, I mean, I played Castlevania on the Commodore. But uh, that was probably the first one. That was probably a port of the first one, then, yes. And I'm not, even, I'm not even familiar with all the ports of the first one. Again, there were so many, and they're all the different versions. Are you, are you asking which games we've actually played? Yes. Okay, so I think I've only played the ones on the Game Boy. And I want to say... I am so sorry. <laughs> not the Game Boy. It's because, it, I mean, all, all Nintendo... I mean, I literally have a Game Boy in my hands right now. All Nintendo handhelds are Game Boys. Um, the dual screen one of oh, the ds ones yeah yeah so like there was one where like it was like the chick with a book whatever i remember oh i don't know the names the of that, all like, of had them weapons yeah. coming out of it so like there was two like i there, there was two on the ds i loved them they're pretty awesome and fun yeah the mobile castlevanias are, are or handheld castlevanias are, are all pretty well reviewed actually i don't even know if there's a single one that's like poorly reviewed was there like uh, there was one of the Xbox that was like Mega Multiplayer One or something like that? Uh, that I'm not but, like the four with. player like try to like coordinate things and it looked it sounded good on paper and then I tried playing it. I'm like oh I don't I don't have enough people to coordinate <laughs> and I didn't get anywhere because I'm like someone needs to stand on that switch over there. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think those are the only two that I've really played. Well, uh, Castlevania 3 is definitely my favorite of the uh, original 8-bit games. I fucking have such uh, fond memories of this game. Castlevania 1, you know, an original and a classic, but not as well refined or cool as, as this game with its features. Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, was really the birth of the Metroidvania, but it was just, again, not refined yet. Like, we should appreciate it for being a pioneer 
um, and super innovative, but it was not well refined yet. And then Castlevania three kind of went back to its roots, um, which actually that's a perfect segue to number nine. This is a prequel. This is a prequel to the first two Castlevanias. You play as Simon in the first Castlevania, and then Simon again in uh, Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, where he's trying to quest to get rid of the curse that has been placed upon him. And then this is the first game that actually is a sequel to those two. So the third entry in the trilogy was the the prequel, 100 years before the first two games, where you play as... Come on, you guys, I better get the fucking name right. You watch the show. It's Trevor. Correct. I mean, the Belmont. That dude with the with the sword. You must and be the a Belmont. So here, I'll, I'll read you the synopsis. Taking place 100 years before the events of Castlevania 1 and 2, Dracula the Vampire has risen up to threaten a small village of Wakiria? Wakia? I don't know if that was in the show or not. Citizens, yeah, there you go. Citizens who had banished the Belmont family now beg for Trevor Belmont's help in slaying Dracula. In his strange castle, Dracula has been assembling a massive army of undead creatures to sweep the earth clean of life and bring everlasting darkness. Trevor agrees to help and equips his family's hereditary whip, the Vampire Slayer, in order to destroy Dracula. Sound familiar? Yeah. yeah that's, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fuck you, Dracula. So, uh, yeah. Number nine <laughs> was... It's a spooky prequel. bitch. <laughs> Um, so I don't know that this was the first prequel ever made in terms of video games, but it must have been an early one. I don't know any other games. Uh, so, oh, sorry, the release dates. I didn't say the release dates for this game. Uh, so this game was released in Japan in uh, December 22nd, 1989, so just barely an 80s game. But then it came out a year later in the United States in September of t- 1990. It didn't come to fucking Europe until December of 1992. That's crazy. Yeah, well, localization is hard, and Europe sucks. <laughs> um, Got all these languages just bouncing around, like, it's fucking chaos. I don't know how yeah, anything so, ever gets done. Again, I, I don't know how many prequels there were in the 80s, but this was, I think, one of the very first prequel video games. So, Well, yeah, it's it's real tough to conceptualize a prequel when your entire industry has been around for less than a decade. <laughs> I True. Mean, okay, so the first Castlevania comes out in '86. I'm like literally two months older than Castlevania. Turns out. <laughs> um. Then yeah. Now and I love this. Uh, I'm just looking at the timeline on on Wikipedia. You've got Castlevania and Vampire Killer, whatever the hell that is. Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest. We we know Simon. Uh, skip a couple Castlevania 3 and then Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge so it's just it's bouncing around in the whole numbers scheme <laughs> um, but yeah I guess in the middle of a sequel slash like it, they're both Castlevania 2's they just decided hey you know what let's make a third one let's set it 100 years before everything else let's name him Trevor because that's a cool name. It's very, very 90s. Very early 90s. I can't tell if he's being serious or not, because I think it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so fucking rad. The whole thing just screams radical. It's got a backwards hat and a skateboard. Dude, if there was a skateboard in this game, it'd be even more awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. I think there is in later ones. Doesn't he go, like, sliding around stuff? Oh, Maybe he's got probably. one of the things with Sypha. Dude, there's a lot of Castlevanias, so... 
Uh, I, today I learned there's more than three. Jesus, how did you yeah, not know this? No, for real. I thought like, I know that. There's a lot more Castlevania than I thought there was. Por- Por- Portrait of Ruin and Dot of Sorrow were the bullet ones that I both played on the DS. Oh, there you go. Like, I didn't even know about the ones in 2010. Where the hell did those come from? Lords of Shadow. Oh, yeah, that's when the, the series kind of got rebooted and they tried to make it more cinematic. Um, it did have Patrick Stewart as voice actor, but I confess I did not care for those particular games as much. Versus the Metroidvania ones on, on mobile are great. And, oh my god, Symphony of the Night is whew, still one of my favorite games of all time. Do, do folks still acknowledge the existence of uh, Castlevania 64, or have we all put it so far out of our memory? Um, oh god. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that answers my question. That sounds terrible. Why would anybody do that? Yeah. All hypothetical, <laughs> of course. Totally hypothetical. All right, moving on to number eight, cheat codes. So the North American and PAL releases added cheat codes into the game. So you have to uh, name your player when you start the game. And usually this is fairly benign, but you can uh, enter a cheat code at that time. So for instance, if you enter help me, which is what Jeff and I always entered growing up, uh, you'd get 10 lives to start the game off with, which was super helpful. Um, there's also cheat codes, I guess, to start with any of the three different uh, characters. Spoilers, there are multiple characters. As well what? as a game to do a hard mode, which is kind of bonkers, given what we'll talk about in number seven. So there was a hard mode built in. Uh, none <laughs> was, of this was in the original Japanese release. Was, was the code for hard mode just fuck you? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Let me go look it up. I bet it was Belmont. Um. Yeah, that wasn't super uncommon around that time, though. Like, you could do the same thing with um. Uh, fuck. I'm trying to remember the name of the game now. This is thirty years ago. Gonna need a refresher. Uh, the second code was Akama, A K A M A, and I don't know if that's a translated word or if that's a name. <laughs> to Google Translate. <laughs> Uh, Google Translate auto-detected Greek and translated into English, a comma. Thanks, Google. That was useful. Nope, still a comma. Okay, can't tell if that's translation. Did I disconnect, or are you guys still there? I'm waiting for you to translate what that means. I don't know. Yeah. Alright, keep going. Keep going. So, cheat codes. What lives? Difficulty mode? Justin Bailey? What else do we got? Oh, so, uh... Okay, so this brings us to number seven. Uh, there's a ton of differences in the Japanese version compared to the American and European versions. Um, so now there's always some differences. There's censorship, right? Removing of religious iconography, such as crosses and other things. Uh, so there's some backgrounds that are different, some other stuff. There's actually some significant gameplay differences. Uh, for instance, the American version is just effing harder. They were like, yeah, you know what? Castlevania is not hard enough. Let's Let's punish the Americans even more, which was usually the exact opposite back then where they thought Americans didn't like hardcore games. They often made them easier for America. For some reason, they were like, nope, nope, let's punish these Americans and make the game fucking harder. So enemies would hit harder and do more damage. Um, and one of the, you know, uh, characters you can play as, especially you can play as multiple characters, um, instead of having a projectile weapon that he threw across the screen, he just had a knife that just, like, <laughs> like was right in front of you. It's like, wow, they made that character way fucking harder. <laughs> Why would yeah. they do that? I don't know. Because fuck you, that's why. Uh, Yeah, so there's some pretty significant gameplay differences uh, between the Japanese version and the English version. Um, And then there's another huge difference uh, between the two games. So, uh, number six, sound chips. 
So the original release of uh, this game in Japan actually contained some onboard hardware in the cartridge that um, it was the VR6 uh, coprocessor chip. Now, I don't know anything about the, the actual numbers of these chips, but it let the, uh, the audio have two extra channels of sound compared to the initial five. So you have seven channels of sound, um, which is pretty significant increase. But then when they brought that to the United States and PAL, the Nintendo Entertainment System, unlike the Famicom, didn't support external chipsets in the cartridges. So they couldn't bring that over. So they basically had to down-res all the music in the game for the translated global releases outside of Japan. And uh, I'll play <laughs> you some clips for that in a second. But... This was kind of the start of Nintendo later on with the Super Nintendo was was famous, was infamous for having onboard chips in the cartridges, right? The Super FX chip, the SA1 chip. That's how we got Star Fox. That's how we got uh, Super Mario World. They are Super Mario World 2, Star Yoshi's Island. Um, they would put additional hardware in the cartridge to do additional rendering. Well, the NES didn't have that shit. Nintendo was on a budget when they brought it to the United States and they, they didn't build in support for it. But the Japanese hardware did have it, and this game took full advantage of it for its sound in particular. Ah, nice. All right, so that brings us to uh, number five, the soundtrack. The soundtrack for this game is fucking awesome. There's 28 different tracks of music. I genuinely still absolutely positively adore this soundtrack. Uh, dear listener, if you've ever listened to an episode of the QQ Adventure, all the soundtrack that I use in that, with the exception of the, the Mario uh, bits, is um, actually Castlevania 3 remixes. I fucking love Castlevania 3. The intros, the outros, the win and lose music, it's all Castlevania 3 music. Um, fucking love it. And the Japanese soundtrack is better than the American um, and PAL region soundtracks. So, That's gentlemen, I have the, some The downgrading thing, right? Yes. It was just garbage. Exactly. Okay. So it, it's it's a fucking significant difference. Like it's still the same songs, but it's like saying the same sheet music with like an orchestra versus a fucking you know keyboard. So um, I need to send you guys links, and this is hard because I'm on a Chromebook and a laptop. So one sec. All right. This first clip is a uh, one of the first courses in the game. And if you listen to it, I'll edit this in for dear listener afterwards. But if you listen to this, this is the U.S. release. So uh, open that guy up and just listen to that for a few seconds. This, this sounds familiar. Is this the right timestamp? Yeah, it should be to give you the, right. the track I want you to hear. My goodness, there's this whole, like, story thing going on at the beginning of this game. I don't want to read. <laughs> okay, this so... is the kind of thing that I would sit in the basement and pop pills to. Dude, I love, <laughs> I told you, I love this soundtrack. All right, yeah. so here is a clip of that same track, but the Japanese release, which has the additional sound channels. So the first thing you'll notice is that the Japanese actually has bass. <laughs> but significant difference in the sound quality between the two. I like the oscilloscope view. Isn't that cool? Alright, I'm gonna send you a, a few more here. So, so silly, silly question. Like, yeah, what's up? I didn't... I mean, is, is Castlevania considered popular? It's kind of weird, because it's like, I kind of feel like it's like... 
not first tier, maybe like somewhere second tier or third tier, but like, is it more popular outside of the U.S.? Oh, it's, than... I mean, it's a huge game franchise. It's one of the oldest running, longest running big game franchises. Um, I mean, it's not on the level of, the you know, Mario, but honestly, I'd tell you Castlevania maybe competes with Donkey Kong, stuff like that. I mean, it's a... I would I would put it A tier, honestly. Well, from, from, like, the... From the um inspiring other games like the whole like metroidvania and this this freaking entry thing is still going i just want to play the game already and this this little whatever thing is still scrolling it's annoying um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but it's like like the whole metroidvania concept is just you know it's like it, you can you can see how it's touched other games and you know other games you can play totally have that vibe so yeah there's a difference between significant and popular i don't know it feels like maybe it kind of ran out of steam it was running pretty consistently for 28 years um that feels like a pretty good run somebody might come along and try and do it again but it was like i i I don't know how you would recapture castlevania in a modern context um i mean the metroidvanias are are super hot in the indie scene right but honestly the timeline and the popularity of castlevania actually runs fairly parallel to the Mega Man franchise. Um, really big that. early on, then had a ton of very successful spinoffs, like with the Mega Man X series, the Symphony of the Night series. Um, and then Castlevania was extremely strong on mobile with um, with the GBA games, with the DS games. And then it really just fizzled out in, I'd say, the late 2000s and like the 2010s. Same thing with Mega Man. Like, Mega Man's a huge franchise, but there's only been one Mega Man game released in the last, like, decade, basically, or, you know, mainline Mega Man game. Castlevania is very similar. Oh, fun story. I'm pretty sure there's a Mega Man series on Netflix now, too. What doesn't have really? a series these days? Like, like in production or like released? Like new. Uh, I'm going to have to. Oh, no, 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 no. Made it to no, 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 no. I'm thinking of Ultraman. My bad. Slight difference. Slightly <laughs> different. But yes, no, the Ultraman show is actually pretty good, if you guys haven't checked that out. Um, yeah, no, I buy that. Like, that's... I, I feel like I kind of want to plot the releases and maybe the, like, critical reception. Like, dollars and cents would be a really easy thing to graph for a bunch of these long-running franchises. Like, I, I think of Castlevania, and I think of Metroid, I think of Mega Man, and I think of uh, a little bit of Sonic, honestly. Like, and basically yeah. anything that came out on the Dreamcast that felt like kind of the graveyard for a lot of these. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fun. That would be way more work than we've ever put into a podcast. <laughs> work? What? I know, right? All right, so I have other links for other music, but I'll just uh, I'll leave you guys with those tracks so we can we can move on. Um, all right, so uh, number four reason that Castlevania Three is awesome, uh, it has it is a non-linear game with branching paths. So, they, like I said, they they moved away from the full-blown Metroidvania formula with Simon's Quest uh, or Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest, and they went back to the more conventional. You go through a stage from left to right. However, in doing that, they um, they added branching pathways. So in between levels, you would pick, like, do you want to go up or down or left or right to go into different levels, which would then have other repercussions, which we'll talk about in a moment. So they kind of, again, 
did a hybrid thing where they went back to being level-driven, level, dr level driven, but you could kind of choose which levels you wanted to play on a given playthrough. Now, this wasn't wholly original. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 came out the year before this in 1988, and it, of course, had a whole map with different paths and different levels you could skip optionally. So this wasn't super novel original, but it was something different for the Castlevania series itself. Okay. So what is cool about the, the non-linearity of the game is that that leads us into uh, numbers... Uh, three and two here on my list. So number three is there are multiple endings to this game. So it is a side-scrolling platformer, but that actually has multiple endings. And that is based on which paths you take. And of course, what we're going to get to number two here, which characters you recruit. And of course, there's a specific canonical ending, which I may have spoiled in a previous podcast, because it sets up how Simon Belmont may be born uh, for the future of the franchise. What? What? And of course, that brings us to number two on the list. Why is Castlevania 3 awesome? Multiple playable fucking characters. That was the best goddamn thing about this game. Um, so as you pick where you're going to go and you branch between those pads, at the end of different levels, you will run into potential companions. There is... Gentlemen, who might they be? Elephant. That throws bones at you. I hate you so much. <laughs> Are there not characters? In a certain anime that you may have watched recently? Saifa? <sighs> Saifa yeah. Belnades is one of the first characters you can get. And, and the Alucard. And the Alucard, son of the Dracula. Very, very interesting naming convention there. Yep. And there's also a third playable character that I was always pissed never made it into the series. Um, Grant Dynasty, who apparently is just supposed to be a villager from the, the local village. Um, but... He is awesome. So each one of these characters has a unique, different play style. So Saifa is super fucking powerful with her spells, but very weak. So she can, like, shoot fucking fire and lightning and other shit that's ridiculously powerful, but she takes damage really easily. Uh, Alucard literally turns into a bat and flies, and his basic attack is a three-way shot with, like, these orbs. So that's obviously very different from the anime, but uh, you have a three-way scatter shot as well as you can fucking fly, which is kind of awesome and slightly OP. But then, gentlemen, there's Grant Dynasty. Grant Dynasty is the shit. He can literally climb on walls. He's Spider-Man? He is Spider-Man. That's hilarious. Yeah, so you literally climb on walls, which, like, breaks some of the levels. It's kind of fucking awesome and fun. Uh, and in the American version, he has this stupid, terrible little dagger you have to stab people with. But in the Japanese version, he, like, shot his dagger across the screen, which was fucking awesome. But yeah, multiple characters, and based on which character you recruit, or the go it alone, you don't recruit anyone, you get different endings for the game. It's fucking amazing replayability for a 1989 game. Okay. And of yeah, course, I always... Go ahead. Yeah, I always thought that was that was kind of cool when games did that. I really... the, Of course, I never had, like, in Nintendo, when I was at that formative age, I had a, a Genesis, and the games that did that were the Sonic series. You could get Tails and play as Tails, or um, God, what was the Knuckles? Knuckles was the coolest the fucking echidna. thing ever. You've got to be echidnaing um, me. Yeah. And then you get like Shadow the Hedgehog eventually, which was weird. Nobody likes Shadow. <laughs> Shadow. Oh, I can't even anyway. think of all the damn characters in Sonic and Amy Rose and Biggs the Cat and Rouge the Bat. There's other hedgehogs. I don't even know what their names are. Wait, there's other hedgehogs? Pretty sure. Like, Bla no, is Blaze a cat? I think it's Blaze the cat. Who's the hedgehog in, like, Sonic 06? I don't know, man. 
There was Shadow. Do I care? Shadow was a hedgehog. <laughs> well, he's like the ultimate life forms. I don't know if he's a hedgehog or yeah. a robot. I don't know. He's, well, he's metal a thing. Songs. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Sanic. Uh, yeah, so again, multiple playable characters and the introduction of Alucard, who would go on to star in Symphony of the Motherfucking Night, which was truly like the first definitive, like amazing. Everyone loved this Metroidvania from the uh, uh, from the Castlevania series. Like, oh man, um, yeah, introduction of a kick-ass character here. Which canonically, there's inconsistent. You can go look up online. Well, actually, you know, uh, Alucard is inconsistent because in Symphony of the Night, he says that he uh, was born later than Trevor. Like, I don't fucking know or care. It's awesome that he's. But he's a game. vampire. Can vampires live like a really long time? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right, that gentlemen, that brings us to the final thing on my listicle. Number one reason you should play Castlevania 3 right now, because it has an awesome Netflix series. Have you guys heard about this? <laughs> Wait, is that cheating? That's totally cheating. What? It's on my list. It's my list. I can do whatever the hell I want. That's uh, true. Fair enough. He's not lying. Yeah. So in a, in a previous episode, I told you guys about... Um, uh, different ways to play retro video games and i told you about the mister the fpga uh hardware clone for the nes yep. um mm-hmm. they recently just got a core update for the nes that adds save states so i'm not even kidding because i'm so pumped about um the castlevania netflix series i kind of want to throw the japanese version of castlevania 3 on my mister now with save states and, and play through that a little bit this weekend i might do that the correct response was nerd yeah that yeah mm-hmm no, I'm with you. All right, that was that was it, guys. That was my my listicle of why you should play Castlevania Three because I'm just so excited about the Netflix series. I can't wait to review it. Roll. Hey, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. So, I mean, um, really, uh, only needed like one item. Sypha. Sypha's just way too fucking cool. Oh god, she's so awesome. Jesus, she's so awesome. Um. All right, I so just yeah, died. That... The boss killed me. <laughs> Have you been playing this whole time? Well, I mean, I downloaded it to check it out. It's fun. It's, oh, I, I love it. It's just so weird playing old school video games sometimes. Where like, you can't this turn like, around when you this jump. This is like this is like a flash game. You know, and, I, and I died because I'm like, I want to go down these steps again. And I'm like, oh, wait, nope. You can't go backwards in video games, can you? <laughs> no. No. There is, there is no going back, only forward. Yeah. No, Trevor's a shark. You know why he's a shark? Because he doesn't have a neck. <laughs> can't turn around can't look back if he looked back he'd be staring into the void and the void stares back uh so do you guys have uh before we wrap for the evening do you guys have any castlevania memories to share really you said you enjoyed the ds games yeah, i like the ds games they were fun um i don't know just like i i feel like i played way more like games on the ds than any system just because um there's a lot of ways to get easy access to ds games uh thank you tom I name m3 that. of them <laughs> um, no, I, th- I think I actually bought the Castlevania games because I liked them. Yeah, those were, those were good. I think one of the things that I like slash dislike about the series is just like it's kind of all over the place from like the RPG type things, right? Like you would have, have stats and different stuff for like weapons and other junks. Like they, they eventually added that, like a lot of that stuff like to the other games, right? Yes, that's where like the the when Symphony Night came out, they put in full blown RPG mechanics where you're leveling up and you have stats and different stuff. Yeah, and I, sometimes I dig it, but sometimes it's like, don't complicate this. I just want to jump around and whip people in the face. Yeah, I, I always felt like, I, I love Symphony of the Night, and I could do a whole episode about that. Um, like, the RPG mechanics were just kind of like, 
icing on the cake. They just like they were there if you wanted to play with them, but I never had to care. I never had to be like, I have to grind to get my hit rate up because I can't, you know, my hit stat or isn't accurate enough to hit these skeletons. Like it never felt like that. I never felt like I had to micromanage anything. I could just yeah. run around as a wolf or bats or oh, be awesome. Indeed. Did you, did you mention Lords of Shadow, Zach? I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Lords of Shadow. Yeah. No, that was uh 2010 and then 2013 and 2014. There was a Lords of Shadow 2. Um mm-hmm. honestly, like I know very little about them. I was sort of excited when they came out, but then the reviews were not that great. Uh so I never played any of them and now looking back, it kind of looks like um what's that other uh sort of might have been one of the Dante games or something. Devil May Cry? Devil May Cry. Looked a little bit like that, like in hindsight, but I don't actually know. And yeah, nah, I don't really regret it. Uh, Metacritic has it at like 58 out of 100 for Castlevania 2 in 2014. Yeah, they weren't extremely well received. Lords of Shadow. What was that one? That was actually better. It's 85. That's a that's a respectable B. Like, that's not bad at all. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I never really had the hardware to play Castlevania when it was released, and never really got into it super much, like in retrospect. But uh, I did play it. I guess a port apparently on the Commodore 64 at one point. Um, had a lot of fun with it. It was one of the only things that ran decently on that machine, but <laughs> it was it was an ancient machine even when I was using it. So um, yeah, I yeah. had like no experience with that machine growing up. So looking forward, like I vaguely remember there was a Kickstarter and some other game by the creator, and I think like you. I know you gifted like a game to me, right? But I don't, like that was that from the same Castlevania people because like there hasn't been like a Castlevania proper game what since like what we said like twenty fourteen. Yeah, um, that, that so... seems like a serious drought for. And that's what I say. Like like I get a tier, but also like not having a game in like seven years seems like getting out of the Zettergeist kind of weird. Yeah. So uh, KG Iafune, not KG Iafune. Uh... Oh, crap. What's what's the guy's name who did... Uh, oh, I feel so embarrassed. I can't think of the director of Symphony of the Night and then a bunch of other, other Metroidvanias. When he left Konami, he then went um, and did a Kickstarter. Igarashi, I think. I have to pause this. The dude's name ends in Vania? No? What? That's it? Keiji Iafune? And, uh, uh, some, someone Igarashi. I forget his first name. Uh, when he left Konami, he did a Kickstarter to create uh, Bloodstained. So Bloodstained yeah. is a game that... Bloodstained... Um, oh, shit. What's the name? There's two different Bloodstains. The, the primary Kickstarter was for like a, a 3D game that was still... It was going to be a 2.5D side-scroller. It was supposed to be Metroidvania. And that took a while to come out. And it was fairly well-reviewed when it did come out. But then they passed a stretch goal where they actually came and got... I think it was Inti Creates to create um, Circle of the Moon. Not Circle of the Moon. Curse of the Moon? There's yeah, so Curse many of, Castlevania names. Yeah, Curse of the Moon is the one that I have. Yeah, and that's the eight. And they, they actually made two of those, uh, and it's like the eight-bit spiritual throwback. So if you like Castlevania three, holy crap, you should play Curse of the Moon. Um, it is a beautiful spiritual successor to Castlevania three. It has the multiple characters. 
just like it. Um, and part two, it even has more stuff. Like it's it's really good. Highly recommended. Yeah, I, I like that one. And then I get got like in like a dumb. I can't beat this boss loop because like I picked the wrong dude. Like I picked some like melee guy, and I'm like, this guy is in the sky. I can't punch like I can't punch him in the face because I'm on the ground. This game is dumb. <laughs> But. Yeah, the, I didn't think the game, like, they have different modes, and actually, I don't really think that the the game is too hard in any of those specific modes. Um, like, on, on, like, I think the basic one and the easy one are pretty easy, but I don't remember. I vaguely, I don't remember, so I'll give it another shot. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, so, so I guess, like, kind of going back to the original question, um, is there any Castlevania in the future, or is this just, like, it's... Given all the drama behind the scenes, it's just going to be offshot projects and Kickstarters because the main thing is kind of going to the wayside. Yeah, I genuinely don't know. Um, Konami, you know, has kind of gotten out of the games industry for a while and they're kind of getting back into it and they own all the rights. So, man, I honestly have no idea. It's like, what are going to get first, Castlevania or Silent Hill? Which one? (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. Now, there's... um... Allegedly a rumor that Castlevania is going to get a full reboot with a PS5 exclusive that's kind of in a Bloodborne style, which sounds like it would be cool if it were real. Definitely matches the IP. But, um, yeah, and and yeah, the whole aesthetic, honestly, and the gameplay. Like, Bloodborne's fantastic. I can see that being adapted real easily. But um, just with more of that kind of Castlevania Gothic style would be nifty but it's also just konami's so unreliable about what the fuck they want to do as a company that i don't put any stock into that at no all no comment yep yep all right well cool uh dear listener thank you so very much for joining us uh we'll be back next week hopefully to review castlevania season four of netflix maybe hopefully hopefully got halfway through it i'll get there yes do it fucking go Let's fucking go. <laughs> All right, Zach Ruley, thanks again for letting me just ramble about Castlevania 3. I've just always loved that game. This was a wonderful, unique experience to a uh, reason to talk about it. So thank you for listening to me ramble on. Well, thank you for doing the homework. Cause... Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for doing literally all of the work. <laughs> and for thanking us for being allowed to do literally all of the work. Yay! You're welcome for this opportunity. And you're welcome too, dear listener. Alright, gentlemen. Until next time. Pew pew! Yeah, no, that's... There's like 30 minutes of that soundtrack, and I'm just gonna put it on a loop. You should. It's awesome. It's a legitimately awesome soundtrack. Yeah. I've got a bunch of paperwork to do, and that sounds like good background music. Fuck yeah.
Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. If you like what you hear, check out our website at qq-cast.com. We have multiple types of podcasts, quests, news, reviews, and our choose-your-own-adventure podcast, The QQ Adventure. That website, again, is qq-cast.com. Now, please remember that all views and opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends and family, not of their co-workers or co-hosts, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality.